2: America, circa 2022 the fourth reich is winning the marxist mafia has seized control the principles the fundamentals the government and we are being dragged around like we had a nose ring in our face why because we're reacting instead of understanding exactly what's happening this is their version of success sure to us it's failure it's their version of success so how do we get in front the information is there for everybody It's whether you want to discuss it or not. Whether you want to be honest about it. The president, as he's called by some, is an asset of Communist Party of China. Sorry, he just is. Is he a communist? Probably not. He's a political whore for certain and always has been. Before the Chinese communists, he was owned by the labor extortion mafia unions. And not only that, he is the exact example of everything wrong with american politics he's never done a damn thing in his life never but is he the real problem or is he representative of what the politicians stand for today i say b there's no question about it so i have to now listen to a bunch of morons who are put in positions they shouldn't be in because of their genitalia because of their skin tone because of their sexual proclivities as they make excuses For the mafia that unfortunately is in control of our existence as you are helpless. In fact, the definition in this country of greed isn't these political whores in $3,000 suits getting driven around, never paying for anything. The definition of greed in this country is a man that works and wants to keep his money. That's how you know there's a problem. How you know there's another problem is as Joe Biden sends 700 troops to Somalia, and I don't know who's talking about it, but it's not on the news anywhere. It's nowhere to be found. I keep I watch every bit of news every day. I don't drink, I don't watch sports. I like news, and I grab it from everywhere. So if we're going to get this country back, we're going to have to stop following in this dance of fascism, and we're going to have to start cutting these fascist whores off. It's really that simple. Gas prices, gas prices. Every other show is going to tell you six dollars. No kidding. This is the goal. This is the goal, and every once in a while, you'll hear a—they'll a, show you a little ankle. They'll—they'll they'll tip their card a little bit. Jennifer Granholm, who has been a speculator in in alternative energy, green energy, stockholder in all the companies that all get the government money, she's here to tell you what the real mission is.
1: We accelerate the move to clean energy because ultimately a move to clean energy is the homegrown, secure kind of energy that will make us independent.
2: Now we know what independence is. We had it three years ago. We had it. Independence is taking advantage of our own organic energy, whether it be our American natural gas or the lightest, sweetest, organic, best for the world and climate, oil. Yes, it's ours. But see, that's not where the bread is buttered by the corrupt politician, because the politician is, can only really make big money enriching our enemies. That's why Aramco is a company you never heard of, and now is the richest company on the planet. It's also a Saudi-American, I mean a Saudi-Arabian, it might as well be Saudi-American, Saudi-Arabian oil company that wouldn't be anywhere if it wasn't for the policies of the Marxist mafia pretending to be Democrats. This is the game we are losing, so we're going to have to start figuring out how to cut them off at the pass. 700 troops to Somalia. President, executive order. Where's Congress? Do you know how much money it costs to move 700 troops? Anybody want to talk about the weapons? Anybody want to talk about the third world's poor savages they're going to kill? Anybody? I do. I like talking about that stuff. U.S. President Joe Biden has approved the Pentagon's request to redeploy American troops to Somalia in an effort to counter the terrorist group Al-Shabaab. This reverses a decision by former President Donald Trump to withdraw all U.S. troops from the company in 2020. Quoting a senior... He means country. That was a Freudian slip, but it might as well be a company because Al-Shabaab is an offset of Taliban that we are giving foreign aid to in Afghanistan. We're giving them foreign aid. They're also an, uh, an offshoot of the terrorist organization we're siding with in Syria, not to mention the Saudi offshoot of terrorists that we're siding with in Yemen. These are all hot spots where America's fighting, but we're talking 700 troops. And this was a, a thorn in the side of the foreign oil oil oligarchs that hated it, as Trump wouldn't play ball with them. U.S. government official CNN reported Monday that under 500 troops already stationed overseas will be sent back into Somalia. The official further explained that since the Trump administration's uh, withdrawal, which he described as, quote, abrupt and sudden, Al-Shabaab had unfortunately grown stronger. Now, it'll be the same nonsense from George Bush, the boogeyman that will be used that we could probably kill with about six, six different platoons of Green Beret. But that's not where the money's made. The money's made in this false, phony proxy war. Now, who's it a proxy war with? Somalia? Somalia has nothing except oil and lithium. Now, you know what lithium's for, right? The batteries in those phony baloney electric vehicles that run on unicorn urine that you plug the little thing in the wall and it's magic. Somalia was going to develop their own lithium and their own oil reserves, but they rejected a deal with America. Did you know that? See, because these oil companies that these Congress people pretend to hate, they're in bed, they're cohorts with all parties, Republicans and Democrats. They're invested in Russia. So I've got Rashid Talib, who's mad at the oil profits, as it doesn't want to include the billions they walked away from in Russia, because we've been making money with Putin for decades. It's all systemic corruption, is what we're dealing with.
3: Both the Somali president and his prime minister have strongly rejected the agreement by the Petroleum Minister on Saturday. The Director of Communications at the Office of the President said the move was illegal. This agreement is against the law of the country. This is a critical electioneering period, and it is illegal for all government agencies to sign such contracts as per the presidential decree dated August last year, which bars government agencies that freeze agreements with foreign entities and states. The office of the president also rejected the claims by the minister that the head of the state was aware about the agreement. The president of the republic has no knowledge about the agreement whatsoever. The minister took a personal decision without notifying the cabinet and our embassy in the location yeah. of The
2: agreement in Somalia was between an energy secretary who was bribed by Aksan with a liaison to siphon off Somalia's oil for an American oil company. The president said that the agreement is null and void because it didn't have his stamp of approval on. This all happened a few months ago. So you have to understand what the 700 troops are. This isn't a humanitarian mission. This is an extortion play. Because simultaneously with this, Somalia cut a deal with another country. Joe Biden's son used to like him. Joe Biden has been bribed from him. NBC just stumbled onto the fact that China has bribed both Hunter and Joe. But in the meantime, China is a little... A little bit ahead of the Democrat Party, a little bit ahead of America when it comes to bribing third world countries for their natural resources.
4: Yes, bilateral re- relation is subjected to involvement. And I can say that Somali's uh, relation with China has evolved, uh, survived challenges, and also has been uh, historic. Even before the 62 years uh, Admiral Zhang ha's visit to Somali, Mogadishu, establishing the Maritime Silk Road, Has also given us a history to to rely on. And I think history gives us some foundation and gives us the opportunity to build on. So I think we share a great deal of of history that marks us all. Uh, Somalia's road infrastructure, China built long before it's opening up and invested in Somalia. And I think there is the people to people relation with China and Somalia, it has always been strong. Currently, uh, after Somalia.
2: That's seven months ago. Seven months later, we send 700 troops in, and nobody gives a rip. Why? Nobody. Not all the anti-war, Code Pink, nobody says anything. Not a Democrat news outlet, MSNBC, CNN. China also bought the mineral rights to Afghanistan from the Taliban for ridiculously small money. $1.3 billion. They own everything under the ground in Afghanistan. You see, we're being outflanked. This war with Ukraine, this nonsense between the Azov's, And uh, the oligarch Kolomoisky and Putin, this is about their energy. It's also about the fact that Russia, along with many other countries who are paying attention to exactly what the Americans are doing to their dollar, you know their dollar, the one that we keep printing, the one that we ignore, the one that we keep bribing everybody with, they don't want to play with our dollar anymore. None of this is about anything to do with the Ukrainians. They didn't give a rip as they've been in a civil war for eight years years. And the government were now funding. They were the ones that killed their own Ukrainian citizens. We didn't care then. I'm so tired of playing the game of supporting political corru- corruption, which is truly represented by the Democrat mafia in this country. Truly. And if we're not going to call it what it is, then we're going to have to learn to bend knee to it. And I'm not good at living with the lie that is this. So when I hear an affirmative action head of a department of the Interior Secretary promote more lies. It's time to call out at least the dumbest people, at least the dumbest in the administration.
4: Is it more environmentally friendly to develop and produce oil and gas resources off the coast of Louisiana or is it more environmentally friendly to develop those resources say, in Venezuela or in another country abroad in terms of emissions, in terms of climate?
1: Um, Senator, what I can say is that um, Uh I think here Uh in our country we care deeply about workers. Uh, But that's not my
4: question. My question is, what has the lowest emissions profile using Louisiana or American workers in the Outer Continental Shelf off the Gulf, with American companies and American regulations or Venezuelan standards and venezuelan crude
1: senator i'm I'm not an economist or an engineer or a scientist. then how did you get the job you're the department head of the interior Department. How did you get the job
2: oh I know your de- your name is Deb Holland with two A's and you're the first Native American ever appointed to a position where you could destroy the country. That's how you got the job. How in the hell are these people ruining my country? They're idiots and they're obvious.
4: Um, but with respect. I'm almost out of time and I, and I get a sense that this question's not going to be answered.
2: straight. Yeah, because you're too stupid to answer it. Let's see how it all started, shall we? Joe Manchin, I believe, was the guy that started it all.
5: Uh, if, if I may real quickly, Secretary Helen, I don't know. You all just put out a statement. The Department of Interior just put out a statement. And the statement basically says a proposed program is not a decision to issue specific leases or to authorize any drilling or development. This is from Y'all's office. So it looks like you are on to shut everything down. Did you know?
2: Because as they're telling you, it's Big Oil's fault. They've shut down the licensing. They've canceled all of the drilling. This is a Democrat-made price hike on you. And they're going to run fear? They're going to run fear that the real problem you have is the Republican Party?
6: Okay, good afternoon, everyone. And as you can see, um, thank you. You're doing my job.
2: Come on, Gargoyle, um, spit it out, right? I'm rat. joined
6: by Senators Durbin, Murray, and Stabenow.
2: All rats, all now, handsome. Now, recent
6: events have made the contrast between Republicans and Democrats crystal clear as we head to the midterm elections. Democrats are pushing to repeal the Trump tax laws giveaways to the wealthiest few and big corporations. Senator Rick Scott and MAGA Republicans want to raise taxes on working families by an
5: average of $1,000.
2: Raise taxes by $1,000? Are you too stupid to figure out that the costs of your goods have quintupled? This is about controlling you and bending you to the will of the Marxist mafia. Represented by a bunch of political whores that never worked a day in their life, bought a gallon of gas, or even earned the money to buy their $3,500 suits, and they still look like dog face roaches. 312-642-5600.
7: AM560, the answer.
2: See, the reason that we're sending troops the cover story by Time Magazine is that there was an election that the uh, Somalian people didn't like. You know why? the american government put in a president there they didn't like that you know our american government is concerned about the election integrity of somalia i find that to be a joke as this soggy bottom dimwit in diapers was never elected in the first place the real reason is they rejected our big oil deal now hurry up let's send out the democrats to pretend that we hate the oil companies even though they own these political whores like they were walking on Madison Street in the 70s.
4: Thank
6: you, Madam Seeker. I yield two minutes now to the gentlewoman from Michigan, Ms. Rashida Tlaib.
2: Yeah, and Rashida Tlaib, I'll tell you what, her head, her face looks like 30 pounds of chewed bubblegum. You ever see such a
1: meat face like this? The gentlewoman is recognized. Thank you so much. I rise today to tell the truth, mm-hmm. the truth that most Americans already know. Corporate greed is at the core of high costs of gas. It is out of control, and our residents deserve us to do something about no. it.
2: Government greed is out of control. The government revenue, the government taxation, the government supremacists. You're the ones that are out of control, meatface. Uh, Steven Arlington Heights. Hey, Sean.
8: Thanks for taking my call. I'd like to uh, go back to a comment you made earlier uh, in the show thank you and Tucker Carlson for shedding some light on the fact that we have troops going over to Somalia. Very few are covering it, but you two are some of the best in the business. So thank you for doing that. Second comment I'd like to make, of course, second comment I'd like to make, obviously a lot of, you know, primaries going on in certain states. Madison Cawthorn obviously is hated by many on both sides of the aisle, but I think that's a good thing because it means he's doing something right when you have both parties agreeing on something. He's basically my age, so he's really relatable. I understand he's had some off-the-field issues, if you will, Mm -hmm. but I think at the end of the day, he comes out swinging against the deep state, and I think that's what we need, especially a guy who's just 26 years old. What do you think?
2: I met him. I met him at Burn in Naples, Florida. I had a brief conversation with him, not nothing nothing um, you know, intense. I liked a lot of his policies. He looks like he got caught up in a lot of uh curricular activities, but that's what kids do, right? He's 26 years old. Right. Is he 26 or 20? And 26,
8: and he called out um members of Congress for their extracurricular activities. Some people on the line will know what I'm talking about. Oh, it's Caligula. You know what? If if things really go bad,
2: Stephen, you're a young man. If things really go bad, you want to die a rich man? Go over to Washington, D.C. and open up a tavern. And in that tavern, you, you just make sure that the hookers of both genders sit around and there's a drug dealer <laughs> in the corner. You'll make a ton of money. You'll be like Pablo Escobar because that's the real Sin City. It isn't Las Vegas. Thank you, Stephen. I appreciate sure. the call Thanks, and Sean. the compliment. And the reason I talk about Somalia is, I, am I the only one that sees these um, Tunnel to Tower commercials where you see young kid after young kid? Young kid after young kid. Lost his legs, lost his arms. And for What? Can anybody tell me for what? Is it George Bush's vision?
5: The result is an absence of checks and balances in Russia and the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine.
2: No, you were right the first time, stupid. You were right the first time. Just like we're invading Somalia and Putin's invading Ukraine? At least he borders it. You morons. What about the climate? You're not worried about the devastation of the earth, you lying rat bastards, Andy in Chicago. Andy? All right. Yes. Oh, I thought you were gone. Ben in Wisconsin. Andy, call back. Ben.
3: Yeah. Hey, listen. I love your show. Listen, I want to tell you what I heard today, Sean, right. about the world health about the world health order. We're on the brink of something because. Biden wants to sign our rights away. Uh, he wants to sign a treaty.
7: Yeah.
3: I listened to Charlie Quirk today. I don't know if you heard well, about you this You should have listened to me
2: last week. I covered it last week, brother. Yeah, it's Klaus Schwab, yeah. and it's, it's, it's the guy who's the veterinarian for the World Health Organization, and we're going to sign a treaty, and we have to commit money, and we're the, already the ones that, that benefit from it. And Trump pulled out of it or wanted other countries to pay for it. He actually broke relations with it, and that's why that's they had right. to cheat to get him out, Ben. We know this. But
3: here, but here they already got this set up. Here's what they, they got a guy picked out who's a known communist. His name is Pedro's. Yeah. And that's how rotten, and Biden is doing this. I'll tell you, yeah. this is what he's doing this for. Because Biden John. is a Manchurian <laughs> candidate.
2: Biden, yeah. Biden is owned by the oligarchs around the world to destroy right. the sovereignty of this country. I know, Ben, I covered it last week. You know I love you, brother, but I went long. I'll be back with the rest of your calls after this.
7: AM 560, the answer. Bye.
2: So Andy never called back, huh? back is you know, know The predicament that we're in is really one that we can win, but we have to understand what the game is. The game is control. the game is deception. The good news is we just avoided something that had to be avoided, and that was the idea that the government could have an information truth. Bureau, As if it was the Soviet Union. See, there's a lot of things going on here that they cannot do. You can't just send 700 troops with the stroke of a pen. Where's my Congress? Where is Congress? And as for these idiots who are put in departments like the Interior Secretary, like the Department of Energy, like every other Gestapo bureaucrat that is destroying the quality of life in America, they were vetted. And in most cases supported bipartisanly, the idea that this dimwit Deb Holland is somehow on
1: any anything in the government is in charge of anything she's clearly a moron uh, I, I am I am sorry i I am sitting in this hearing and
5: and not my I mean... God, somebody it shuts it down it sh- shows what your intent is you yes we can we'll get copies for every. Basically, it says Secretary Holland provides updates on, on sh- offshore leasing program during the Senate testimony.
2: Now, this is during the Senate testimony, and this rag of propaganda was released by the Interior Department for the press. So they would get one narrative. Well, she sat in the board and told another bold faced lie. Now, if we've already, it's, a, it's, a, it's unbelievable to me that the only place in this country you can lie without repercussion is the government.
5: During testimony before the U.S. Senate Committee on Energy and Natural Resources today, Secretary of the Interior Deb Holland confirmed that despite delays in implementation from the previous administration, the Interior Department will release the proposed program, the next step in the five-year offshore energy planning process by June 30th, 2022, which is the expiration of the current program. Now, they're
2: blaming Trump's administration and that's not how it worked that's not what happened when they got into office when they got into office the things that they did are the reason you have prices
5: like this a proposed program is not a decision has not a decision to issue specific leases or to authorize any drilling or development so they're going we're going to do the proposal but it doesn't guarantee they're going to do any leasing at all
1: chairman what i could say is is i I believe what that is saying is that it's the plan that's coming out
5: but Uh, you're prefacing it by saying after you you're you're acknowledging the plan you'll have a plan by june 30th but you went further to say that doesn't mean that you're issuing any specific leases if you have a plan you should have i mean we've never done this this is first this is history we've never done that before not list not issue leases if you put a plan out, the plan
2: So they're going to give you this bull dung plan and the whole time issue no leases. Do you understand what's happening here? They're intentionally driving up your costs to siphon the money out of the economy, to make massive increases on the taxes that are based in percentages. The government makes more money the higher the price. It is a scam, and it's playing into their hands. Josh Hawley wanted to take on the other scumbag. This, this is unbelievable today, what happened. You've got Jennifer Granholm, you've got the dimwit Deb Haaland, both telling fairy tales. Well, the prices are destroying the, the quality of life in this country unless you're rich like them, the real one percenters.
9: And I'm sure you've seen the reporting this morning that now AAA is projecting that gas prices will hit a national average, average of $6 a gallon by the month of August is this acceptable to
1: you? No, it is not. And you can thank the activity of Vladimir Putin for invading you Ukraine. Rolling Oh nonsense. Those barrels. Uh, with
9: all due respect, Madam Secretary, that's utter nonsense. In January of 2021, the average gas price in my state was $2.07. 8 months later. 8 months later, long before Vladimir Putin invaded Ukraine, that price was up over 30% and it has been going up consistently since. What are you doing to reverse this administration's policies that are drawing down our own supply of energy in this country that are throttling oil and gas production in the United States of America? What are you doing about it? With
1: respect, sir, it is not administration policies that have affected supply and demand. How
9: can you say that when the price of gas was up over 30% from January to... uh, Answer my questions. And it's my time, Madam Secretary. So why don't you answer my question. From January to August... The price of gasoline was up over 30 percent. In my state alone, it has been a continuous, a continuous upward tick since then. And here's what your president did when he first came to office. He immediately reentered the Paris Climate Accord. He canceled the Keystone Pipeline. He halted leasing programs in Anwar. He issued a 60-day halt on all new oil and gas leases and drilling permits on federal lands and waters. That's nationwide. That accounts, by the way, for 25 percent of us oil production he directed federal agencies to eliminate all supports for fossil fuels he imposed new regulations on oil and gas
2: and methane emissions those were all just in the and that's why you're paying this money right there that's the most important factor not putin it is not putin and if it was then what slowed why would we uptick all of our imports from putin why would we uptick all of our imports from Saudi Arabia or Venezuela? What about all that? They've got you just where they want you. And in there lies the true problem. Tom in Blue Island. Hey, Tom. Hey, Sean,
3: it's. I know this show is, is willing to be politically incorrect. Is, is it a coincidence that all these idiots that are getting nominated are angry, mean, Generally speaking, white women, I've had several women mad at me in the the past for very valid reasons, but none of them wanted to overthrow the United States of America. So what's the deal
10: with that, my friend?
2: Uh, sexual frustration. Have you taken a look at any of these people? Aside from being Viagra slayers, they're very, very frustrated. Here's another 400-pound girl who really cares about abortion.
11: And it is day one of a summer of rage where we will be ungovernable. Ungovernable.
2: That's Tom's prom date. We'll be back with the rest of your calls after this.
11: Hey, where are the white
0: women at?
7: AM560, the answer. You're a
0: bitch, girl, you
2: if that wasn't bad enough, if that wasn't bad enough, they've still got COVID going on that no one is talking about. They could clamp down on us at any time if the resistance gets too big. By the way, that chubby woman about the abortion, she sounded like an insurrectionist, didn't she? Um, COVID cases in America today, 104,186. One year ago, when Joe Biden was forcing everyone to get vaccines, thirty-one thousand one hundred. And five, so this, if in case we have a CPS student stumbling around out there, that's like three times as bad. Um, so if you wiggle too much, you're going to face that consequence because that's right around the corner. If it wasn't an election year, probably already be locked down. And if the polls look too bad, you'll be locked down again, and then they're going to do the ballot harvesting. Because I can't imagine how anybody in this country, aside from those in on the scam, which there is a tremendous amount, would vote for this Fourth Reich mafia. Good news is there are some very good Congress people. There's some very good senators out there. Josh Hawley, I played before. He dismantled this political whore, Jennifer Granholm. Roach that she is inside trading scumbag. Who's never, She's she's been driven for years. Years. She was a governor. She's now a, a, a department head. This girl never earned an honest dollar in her life. And there's another congressman out there who I have to confess, I knew very little about until I started to look into him after his speech today. His name is Glenn Grothman of Wisconsin's 6th District. I want you to hear this. It's great.
6: Now that we are back in Congress this week, I think it's time for all of us to share a little bit of what we learned when we were back in our districts. And given that my district has more manufacturing jobs than other districts in the country, I, of course, spent some time touring my manufacturing facilities, and seeing what is going to become of the cost of American goods in the immediate future. There are some people who are claiming that this inflation is only something that arose out of recent developments, out of what happened in the Ukraine. That's not at all true. As we look here to my right, we see a graph that around the time of the American Rescue plan, maybe the most irresponsible piece of legislation that's ever passed this House, we began to have M2, the, uh, a measure of the money supply, go up about 35 or 37
2: percent. compared. That, that, is, that is unbelievable. You increased the money supply 37 percent. And you want to know why we have inflation? And that was done by soggy bottom, dimwit and diapers, Joe Biden.
6: Compared to the prior year. In the last big inflation in the 1970s, it would go up 8 or 9% over the prior year.
2: We ain't even getting Now we're around
6: 37%. Look at this. And that was before the, again, preposterously big spending bipartisan infrastructure bill was passed. When you have that great of an increase in the money supply.
2: Squirrel, this is getting me angry. I'm getting a headache. The medulla oblongata. (laughs) The medulla oblongata. It's tickling my medulla. Uh, Is my where
3: anger, jealousy, and aggression come from.
2: I'm starting to feel it. When you have that great of an
6: increase in the money supply, in other words, when the Federal Reserve has to print that many mon- that much money in a short period of time, what do you think will happen? Any middle school, middle schooler could have told you when that American Rescue Plan passed that you were going to have hyperinflation, and that's exactly what you're getting. When I tour my manufacturers again and again and again, I find the cost of metals or the cost of the materials that are going to go into the final, final price in a few months going
2: up 300 400 500%. Are you aware that they're complaining about inflation as it's a record? It's still not hyper. And if this goes to 300% for the cost of goods to make things, How's it going to translate? You're going to cut enough money? Is, is, is Grady, what's her name, Preckwinkle? Is she going to hand out more money to Cook County? 3,200 Cook County families, 500 a month for doing what? For being a bum and a Democrat voter. That's how they're going to keep people Democrats, and that's the system they're after. Because now, as it sits, how many people even give a rip about the people who are being slaughtered in Somalia? About the people that we slaughtered? In Iraq, it's not even mentioned. Afghanistan, pick a nine hotspot we've been in since 2002. Pick one. In the meantime, don't forget to donate to your Tunnels to Towers Foundation because those are the kids that pay the cost for the political corruption we've become accustomed to and pretend that we're voting away the corruption rather than enriching them. And until we start to cut these people off and demand from your congress people I want the troops back out of Somalia. I want them out of Yemen. I want them out of Syria. I want it to end. 3126425600.
0: From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now
2: Judge John Novarini, on who is running for Supreme Court justice. In the uh, interview, I liked them very, very much. We have talked for quite a while since I started the show. How the problem with Illinois isn't the fact that the Democrat mafia exists; it's that the Republican Party enables them. The problem with Illinois is the Illinois Republican Party, which is why I loathe them as they are behind both a a modern-day oligarch in Chicago named Ken Griffin, as he supports a roach of a client named Richard Irvin. They protect that mafia in the same way the Democrats do. They go after good candidates. So during the interview yesterday, I asked Judge John Novarini, is the Illinois Republican Party helping you? And he said, no, not at all. And I've asked Gary Rabine. I've asked all the individual candidates who are men of character. And in each and every case, the Illinois Republican Party doesn't help them. Well, in some cases, they actively work against them. So during the interview I received a, a text message that said Judge john Novarini ran as a Democrat. I said, "What?" and I mentioned it. Well, he was listening. He wanted to come back on and clarify. "Judge, how are you?"
12: "Uh good, Sean. How you doing?"
2: "Very good. Did I surmise in a in a proper way? I mean, I know we're not in your courtroom. I don't want you yelling at me though."
12: <laughs> no, you're pretty accurate, pretty accurate
2: description. All right. So so I I you heard the allegation and you wanted to explain yourself, so go right ahead. Yeah,
10: let me first explain
12: my, my background and my my, conserv, my my Republican, and more importantly, my conservative uh, credentials. Uh, again, I'm a non-establishment, independent, grassroots uh, conservative. Uh, you know, As a young man, uh, I, I learned what conservatism is from Ronald Reagan. In the 1980s, I was a young man, yeah. and it was pretty simple. And this is what the Republican Party—I never hear this from the Republican Party— it's simple. Reagan's message was smaller, limited government, lower taxes, and less regulation. I mean, that, that's that's what it really comes down to. That's conservatism.
10: Yeah.
2: Uh, now, back uh, then, the Republican Party attacked Ronald Reagan when he won right. the nomination. They strapped him with the CIA director, scumbag for decades, George Bush. But go ahead. Right. All
12: right. So, uh, so my my re- Republican credentials. 12 years, six times elected as a Republican precinct committeeman, uh, twice elected chairman of the Dundee Township Republican Party, uh, was elected to the Carpentersville Village Board, and then twice elected as a Republican to the Kane County Board. All right. All right. So 2007 rolls around. Uh, There's an opportunity for me to run for judge in 2008. But what happens in 2007 is the Democrats uh, came into Kane County and created what they call sub-circuits. All right, So it's, it's, it's sub-circuits within the circuit. And their explanation for creating these sub-circuits is so that we can get more diversity on the bench. But in reality, it's to create more uh, Democrat judges.
2: So it's the gerrymander, okay. a district that would have normally been a stronghold of Republicans.
12: Oh, yeah. That, they came in. They, that, that's exactly what they did. They gerrymandered me into a, a sub-circuit that was unwinnable by a Republican. Now, I'm sitting there as chairman of the Dundee Township Republican Party. Uh, I get together with my conservative precinct committee men, and we decide that I would resign as chairman of the Dundee Township Republican Party and run as a Democrat. And that's I love what it. we did, and and we ended up beating them. We won, and the Republicans, true to course, they they ran a uh, a left leaning, uh, basically uh, a Rhino, a, a liberal Republican.
2: They probably and would we, have stood we, by as the upper echelon had brothers that were lobbyists had a wife that owned video game poker machines, and they distributed pot dispensaries among their kids.
12: Establishment Republicans. Yeah, so sorry. I ran, I won, and as a result, in the last 14 years, there's been a conservative, independent grassroots conservative on the bench. Uh, ran in 2014 for retention. That's nonpartisan. was overwhelmingly retained. Ran again in 2020 for retention. Uh, again, nonpartisan, overwhelmingly retained. So now the Republican Party or the establishment party is trying to, what my opponents are doing is trying to label me as a Democrat, saying right. that I got, actually, I've got strong ties to uh, Mike Madigan, uh, which I've never even met Mike Madigan.
2: No? You know, I know a guy from the neighborhood. He's a pretend tough guy. He's a little tiny piece of garbage. He runs a restaurant. And Mike Madigan, he, he talks like he's a man among all his friends and all the cohorts. Mike Madigan comes in his restaurant and he kisses his ass, gives him the best table in the place. So to me, that's a scumbag. As long as you're saying you never met him and you reject the Democrat mafia and the allegation against you is really a compliment because you beat them at their own rigged game, I like it. Right. I mean,
12: that's, that's the problem. Now, that's what they're doing not only in Kane County. They've done this in Lake County. You know, as I mentioned yesterday, the Democrats control the Illinois Supreme Court. They control the uh, circuit and appellate court in Cook County. And now they're coming for the circuit and appellate court in the Collar Counties. Uh, And and the way they're doing this is actually what they're doing is packing the court. And the way they're doing this is by creating these sub-circuits and then gerrymandering the sub-circuits so that only Democrats can win. They've done it in Lake County. They've done it in Kane County. Uh, They just started this year doing it in DuPage County. They've done it in Winnebago County, and uh, I I believe McHenry County is going to be next.
2: And you may have just given the Illinois people who are frustrated with the corruption in the duopoly a very good idea to run as Democrats, and once you get in, to govern as Americans. That might be the only way to defeat an established mafia that has been in power in Chicago for 100 years and has destroyed Illinois so much so that a trust fund baby oligarch with butter hands is now somehow representing the downtrodden people. I like it. I think you've kind of given people a door.
12: Yeah, no. You, 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 when you find yourself, um, you know, it's not, a, it's not a level playing field. We're not playing on a level playing field. Not only that, they recently passed campaign finance legislation where uh, just judges, mind you, not, not state senators or state reps, but only judges cannot accept money, out-of-state money, unless the out-of-state money is coming from a union. So oh, I've come people on. That- Money from out of state, but I had to reject it back uh, because there's this law uh, now that prohibits us from taking out of state money unless the money is coming from a union.
2: So let me understand this. I am a Florida resident now. So if I wanted to give you money, I can't give you money?
12: Correct. You cannot.
2: But if I were a fat ass business agent with love handles on my earlobes, I sat on my ass all day and extorted the working man so he could go to work, and I was a business agent, I could direct my gangster mafia union to give you money.
12: If it's a union, out of, the money from out-of-state out unions can be given to judicial candidates. Correct.
2: Did you ever read the book, I Paint Houses, about the hitman for the organized crime family? And uh, I believe it was Cleveland. Did you ever read that book by that guy? He's yeah. the guy who yeah. it He talked openly how they owned a senator on the East Coast, and uh, he alluded to Joe Biden. That th- that would explain how they get to be these high-arcing imbeciles that somehow become major, major candidates, because this is really about solidifying organized crime, as I see it.
12: Yeah. Well, the other thing you need to know, Sean, is, uh, the, the, again, the Democrat-controlled Illinois Supreme Court had all the judges recently, within the last month or so, complete what they call a weighted caseload study. All right? And I've seen this before when I sit on the village board, when I sit on the county board. Uh, when they want to do something, they use the taxpayer dollars to fund a study to show how hard they're working so they can come back and get either more money for their budget or hire more people. What the Supreme Court is doing here with this weighted case study, which hasn't, the results haven't come out yet, but it's been completed. And I can guarantee you that the result is going to be, oh, we need more judges, right? We don't need more judges. And this this is what what ties into the subcircuits. Well, if we need more judges, then we need um, to create more subcircuits that they can gerrymander and get more Democrats elected.
2: You know what makes me sick about it? is that Ed Burke, everybody knows he's a two-bit wannabe gangster, half-man walking around Rush Street with Viagra in his pocket. His wife happens to be a Supreme Court judge in Illinois. It does explain why he's never been prosecuted. Not to mention he sits on an investment group called the Table of Wisdom LLC that right now has two sitting Cook County judges on it. It seems to me that... If you're a democrat you could pretty much get away with anything i i find it to be disgusting i like the fact that you ran as a democrat and won the whole time never practicing any of their policies just goes to show you they'll vote for a tomato can if it's a democrat
12: oh yeah no i never uh, compromised my principles or values and you really only could do that i couldn't do that if i were running for state senator or state rep but as a judge you know again you're not supposed to talk about issues or cases or controversies that might come before you oh, I'm sorry. uh so and back in 2008 here's the other thing there were still such things as conservative Democrats I mean look at look back at 1998 I mean, it's just 24 years ago the, the Democrats if you can imagine this nominated a pro-life pro-second amendment uh, Glenn Bouchard for governor can you imagine that happening today Judge, uh, the can 2022 you, can, Democratic- do you know how
2: many do you know how many Americans have no idea who Bill Clinton is you know how many of these kids who think Bill Clinton was a Democrat today like like these people today? Yeah, hold on one second, Judge. I, wa- I want you to hear. This is his 1995 State of the Union speech.
0: All Americans, not only in the states most heavily affected, but in every place in this country, are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. The jobs they hold might otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. The public service they use impose burdens on our taxpayers. That's why our administration has moved aggressively to secure our borders more by hiring a record number of new border guards, by deporting twice as many criminal aliens as ever before, by cracking down on illegal hiring, by barring welfare benefits to illegal aliens. In the budget I will present to you, we will try to do more to speed the deportation of illegal aliens who are arrested for crimes, to better identify illegal aliens in the workplace as recommended by the Commission headed by former Congresswoman Barbara Jordan.
2: Also a Democrat. I mean, he's really advocating the replacement theory. This white supremacist, and yet a Democrat. That's what Democrats used to sound like.
12: Yeah, I mean, well, Bill Clinton's not held in high regard by the uh, Democratic Party anymore. I
2: mean, no, I know, but uh, that's because they turned into the Fourth Reich, in my opinion.
12: Um, right now, on uh, way, way, way left. I mean, even they're losing the the conservative and moderate Democrats. Not that they're to the Republican Party, but I think they're they're becoming more independent, more independents. They're, they're, they're going to be voting or uh you know being more independent in their vote because it's it's not the, the party that it was in 08 the 2022 party is at least the leadership is, is, the, is the party of abortion the 2022 uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. leadership democratic leadership
2: well judge i wanted to give you a platform to correct uh not correct but to explain the accusation that you were a democrat you ran as a democrat i think you did it i want to thank you once again for coming on and your website where the people can go
12: Novarini, like November, novarini.com. N O V E R I N I.com.
2: Judge, I wish you the best of luck.
12: Thanks, Sean. Have a good day.
2: You too. Thank you very much. We'll be back with your calls and comments. 312 642 5600 after this.
7: AM 560. The answer.
2: The Chicago Veterans Runk March is back. Come out and help raise awareness of suicide prevention of our veterans. I wonder how many kids that are sent to Somalia are going to come back and kill themselves, let alone how many are going to get killed for the Somalian minerals and oil and all the rest of it, just like all these poor souls. Uh, Saturday, May 28th, 17-mile walk in honor of the 17 veterans. We lose every day to suicide. The walk will start at Midway Point Park, the University of Chicago's campus. For more information to sign up and donate, visit chicagovets.org org so there was a caller in the earlier segment his name was andy and i inadvertently hung up on him and he had a question of why vote for rabine and you know it ties into our last guest it ties into the situation that illinois is in with these scum republicans like richard irvin and the rest of it who are fun, who are put in there to be stooges for corruption put in there by front-running scumbags who just happen to be billionaires and his name was Andy, and he said, why vote for Gary Rabine in Illinois? Why would my vote matter? And I'm, I'm reading you the commercials about the veterans and about what they're fighting about. It's about your vote, but not just a vote, not just this lesser of two evil bulldog that we've been hearing all of our lives, or you've got to go vote, you've got to vote for one or the other, and they give you these Hobson choices, which will, that's what's going to happen if Gary Rabine doesn't win the primary. You're going to be given a choice between the fat slob Pritzker and his gangsters or Richard Irvin and his gangsters.
9: News tonight about Richard Irvin, the Republican law and order candidate for Illinois governor. It involves a police report of what Irvin said last year at the scene of the arrest of his then-girlfriend. NBC5's Natalie Martinez tonight working the story and bringing us up to speed. Natalie?
13: Stephan, that bombshell police report was obtained by the Aurora Beacon News and Chicago Tribune. Now, it describes a conflict that the girlfriend that time, Laura Ayala Clark, had with a security guard at a marijuana shop. It ended with Clark allegedly hitting the guard. Was the
2: marijuana shop owned by the Republicans? Wouldn't it be great when it traces back to Brady or Durkin's law firm or the rest of these scum, like the video poker and the rest of it? Oh, God. Really, they're scum.
13: And being pepper sprayed in the face by that guard, the Aurora mayor and candidate for Illinois governor responded to the scene, overheard by a police officer saying that the battery charges, quote, would be taken care of.
2: Because he's a gangster, he's a gang. You got the cloud, huh? Irving. I'll tell you what. Tell this. He's got Richard Irving's money. I can't even fight him for twenty-five thousand. Loser donates to the winner's charity. Oh, I'll do that today. You want to do it today, tough guy? You're a green beret, right? Isn't he running as a military guy? You're a piece of scum. Republican, Democrat, or in the middle. And that's why you vote for men, candidates, women of character. Not party. Character. We got a lot of scum in ours.
13: Those five words are likely to be scrutinized by Irvin's five opponents. No,
2: they're not. They're not going to be scrutinized. You've got the scum lawyer that heads the GOP in the Northwest with the narrow shoulders, the pencil neck and a sea of gold of, of uh, Griffin's money. Scrutinized, they bought and sold these whores like they were Madison Street $10 satisfied girls.
13: Others tonight, Irvin denies trying to change charges or prevent Clark's arrest. He argues that the police report... carries.
2: Irvin's a piece of garbage. Where's the other one? Where's the other one? WTTW News has found
8: that Aurora Mayor and Republican gubernatorial candidate Richard Irvin's ex-wife was hired by a company that This guy, part- this guy
2: likes... He finds a lot of these dumb women. He's got an ex-wife. He's got a girlfriend. Now, wait, the the girlfriend got pepper sprayed in a pot store, so she's obviously somebody of dignity and character. Roach. And the ex-wife is a scumbag who's a bag man part of a project getting up to $15 million in Aurora City incentives.
8: The project involves several politically connected companies and individuals. It's just the latest in a series of WTTW news stories showing companies getting city incentives and contracts and donating big to funds tied to Irvin and his former law partner. Irvin is backed by the state's wealthiest resident, Ken Griffin.
2: Scumbag also, Ken. I only wish you'd have tried it on the floor. You'd have never made the money. We wouldn't have let some scum like you front run, piece of garbage. Ron in Naperville.
14: Hey, Sean, how you doing?
2: I'm all right. How are you?
14: Uh, you know how it is. Hey, uh, long-time listener, first-time caller, but just wanted to know, you. know if you could point some of us uh, in the direction out here in DuPage County. I downloaded a sample ballot this morning, and uh, I'm sending it to all my friends for Raybine, But yeah. I'm just trying to figure out uh, – where can I, either you or Prof does somebody have like a, for these other offices that we don't know much about? Prof, other than what Prof is
2: the guy, but listen, this kid, Prof is, you know, he's he's wicked smart. He knows every district, every candidate. I'm going to tell you the truth, for the first time in my life, I'm excited about voting for people who stand for principals down here in Florida. I'm a registered um, uh, Florida resident, so I can't vote. So I don't know who's running specifically. I know Gary Rabine. Absolutely love him. So that's my guy. I know uh, Matt Dubiel as a friend, uh, and, uh, and I know he's a good candidate. But aside from that, I don't know them personally. Um, that's, okay. Those are my two main candidates. And the rest, you know, it's, it's a certain job that you need to do to see where you align with them. You know, because to me, you have to earn that vote. And I'd rather take the ballot, which I did, by the way. I don't, I don't know if I uh, – I've talked about this often. If I don't like who's on it, I draw a line. I put none of the above, and I file a blank ballot. I will not be forced into a Hobson's Choice. I will not ever support a scum like Richard Irvin. Scum. And I don't give a rip if he runs as a Martian. So, to me, it's more <laughs> the person than the party.
14: Well, that's great. Uh, I really appreciate you uh, letting me know that. I will maybe uh... – get a hold of uh, Dan Proft and find out uh, if he can point some of us yeah, in the right direction should... but I'm a re... tell him your show yeah,
2: yeah, if he takes your call.
14: I used to listen to you when I was on a job. I retired 2020 right before uh oh, COVID and uh right before uh George Floyd and all that stuff. So glad to be out but uh continued listening to you in, into retirement and love every minute of the show and can't wait to
10: hear it. Thank
2: every you, brother. Thanks for making the call. And when you come to your senses and want to move down here with me, don't worry, you'll get used to walking with me on the beach next to me and my shark truce speedo. The, the chicks love it. Thank you very much, Ron. <laughs> oh, my God. Appreciate hey, thanks much. again, Sean. Thank you. John Lincolnshire.
3: Hi, Sean. Love okay. your show. Sean, I'm a 10 year Republican precinct committeeman, And my right. goal in every election is to nominate the most conservative person who can win. This Illinois Supreme Court election that's coming up, it's very important because, as Judge Novarini said, the Republicans have a chance to pick up a 4-3 majority. But I'm looking at a September 14, 2007 Daily Herald article that's on my computer right now, and I want to read you a quote from Judge Novarini and see what you think. And I tried to call in while the interview was going on so that I could ask the judge directly. But let me read this to you and your audience. Here's what he said in the Daily Herald. The Republican leadership in Illinois has lost touch with the average voter, lacks the ability to communicate a consistent message and direction, and has single-handedly rendered themselves irrelevant, he said.
2: Oh, I don't and disagree then,
3: with that. No, well, but let me go on. Let me get to the finish. Right, well, well, I went long with you, part. John.
2: Hang on one second, John. But I want to I ask you something, because we're up against yeah. it. I mean, I really went long with you already. You said something that was important. You are going to elect the most conservative candidate who can win. Exactly. if you were all right, hold on one second if you were in charge and Donald Trump was from Chicago and he was running would you have nominated him look thank you John I like thank President you John Trump. you answered without answering 312-642-5600
7: AM560 the answer
2: <laughs> that's awesome so I um I had to go to break but we had John on and I don't know John he's a GOP guy from Lincolnshire. I think he said he was the head chairman or not. I don't know. know. But he said something that's telling. And this is why I don't get involved in organized politics. Because it's full of people who think that they are the arbiters of who can win and who can't. I'll support the most conservative candidate that can win. These are the Fabians. They have such contempt for their fellow man, that they want to bulldog him. They want to put lipstick on a pig. They don't believe in values or principles. That's how you get George W. Bush. That's how you get the establishment hacks. That's how you get a duopoly. That's how you get corporatism. Because they don't want somebody that stands for principles. Those are not allowed. It's the gray areas where we can have bipartisan corruption bipartisan, massive destruction of the value of our currency. That's the failed recipe of the lesser of two evils. And I will not tolerate it, ever. Who are these GOP committeemen to decide who can win and who can't? I mean it. If they had any principles or integrity, this country wouldn't be in this pickle. We're at the the time in our history right now, a country based on free speech. And the government is putting together a truth ministry? A government that's never told the truth ever. Lied for 200 years. 200 years. I'll give them the first 46. Just lie. Rewrites history. Lie right to your face. You're in this predicament because government has shut down American, Americanism. Capitalism has shut down us. Has restrained us. Every policy in a bipartisan agreement is about restraining you. Think about a country that has the audacity to say, we're going to take whatever percentage we think we're going to take. And what you'll keep is whatever we say it is. And you're supposed to turn to a party that helps you as the so-called conservatives. But they're not really conservatives. Because the people who are in charge of controlling that arena gets to decide who can win. And that's how you get a Paul Ryan scumbag. A John Boehner scumbag. Pick a Republican piece of garbage. These are the same guys that bend down and kiss the flabby, wrinkled, fat ass of Mitch McConnell. The jawless, chinless scum married to a Chinese shipping heiress. If that party had any dignity, not only wouldn't he be in it, he'd be prosecuted. Mitch McConnell is worth hundreds of millions of dollars. He never did a damn thing since the 80s except sell your government's power in the same fashion Joe Biden did. So these upper echelon Fabians, they're Fabians. Look it up. These are the ones who have contempt for you, the opposition to the Marxist mafia of the Democrats. They don't get to pick. So we've got uh, Kevin in Texas. Get involved in the committee chairman. If you're going to throw out guys like that, and I'm sure he's a wonderful guy, John. Wonderful. But your Freudian slipped yourself into a tell. And that tell is, you don't get to decide jack. And if you've been a committeeman in Lincolnshire for 10 years, look at the Republican Party. Now, I know self-analysis is often the hardest, but you suck at your job. You suck at it. And the Illinois Republican establishment sucks. And you're the reason the Madigan Mafia destroyed the state. Because of the Illinois Republican. And you're the same ones who think Richard Irvin can win. But you don't really think that. You, could, you don't really care that Richard Irvin voted for Biden. You don't really care that he's knocking up girls like he was w- working as a VIP room of a strip joint. You don't care about the roach girlfriends or the bag men, wives and ex-wives and this law firm and the rest of it. You care about Ken Griffin's money. And you don't even care how Ken Griffin made it. You just know he's got it. And you're willing to sell out. So, a Democrat roach scumbag is willing to hit his mother in the face with a shovel if she's standing on a nickel. A Republican makes it a $100 bill. That's the only difference. David and Lansing.
3: Hey, Sean, you just said a phrase that hurts me the most around election time uh, Republicans that can win. You know, you know, Republicans it. that can win. Aren't... I didn't
2: say it. I picked up on oh. it.
3: Okay, right, right, right. I heard it. Um, Mitt Romney is a Republican that can win, but you notice he uh, lost the presidential election.
2: And you notice that Mitt Romney, to your point, because he looks like Don Draper, he thinks he can win. They don't care that he's the one that built the schematic for Obamacare. They don't care that Mitt Romney is a Fabian. Mitt Romney is a corporatist. Mitt Romney wouldn't have a nickel if his political whore father didn't hone his skills of corporatism as the governor of Michigan. They like Mitt Romney. I cut you off before you said a stupid joke. Ryan point, Ryan?
10: Hey, Sean. Sorry. Thanks for taking my call. Anytime. How are you? Good, good, good. So I, I just wanted to make a quick comment about Richard Irvin. I don't know if you played the clip that uh, Dan and Amy had on this morning. He, no. This guy won't even commit to whether or not he voted for Trump to Jeannie Ive. He says he's a Republican, which is demonstrably false, because he's voted an eight out of the last nine or seven out of the last eight. Democrat primaries and the fact that Republicans are lining up in this state to vote for this guy. I mean, it just reveals how big of a fraud this state's Republican Party is.
2: He's in there because he was the mayor of a town that had a tower that was the closest speed to the to the front running scandal and scam of Ken Griffin. He's in there because he's been Ken Griffin's political biatch for decades. That's why he's in there and he's and the republicans will accept him because he comes with Ken Griffin's money and they don't even care how he made it they just know he's got it and that's the sin of it all and that's why Illinois trajectory they could potentially buy this loathsome scumbags position and then you'll be strapped with a choice of which scumbag do you prefer the fat one or the dumb one thank you very much oh, I, I won't, appreciate I
10: it. won't vote I won't vote if uh, if 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 he's on the if he's on the top of the ticket But if you move move
2: to Southwest Florida, you call me because I've got tuition payments, right? Uh, Sounds good. (laughs) All right, see? All right, a little promo for the real estate game. Come on now. Liberty real estate, just like everything else. It's about liberty. And an Illinois Republican doesn't know what the hell it means. I'll be back after this.
7: AM 560, the answer.
2: Little James Bond. I'll tell you what. I like Roger Moore's James Bond. The new guy. What's his name? Daniel what? Daniel Craig, yeah, he's the best one. I know it's a bold statement. I'm named after Sean Connery, but uh, I like Daniel Craig. Eric and Marengo, who's the best bond? Hey, come on. I just want to know, do you really think that is there any possibility
3: that Illinois will ever elect, truly elect, a real Trump,
14: America first conservative, Republican Somebody so here's the, here's the thing. Here's
2: the thing. I I like a lot of Trump's policies, but a real conservative, well, too, a real conservative well, you'd me. have to you'd have to go, you know, to an era w- where there hasn't been one in Illinois for whew, who knows, man. I, I, you can't say Ogilvy. He's the one that strapped I'm you to the tollway system. You know, do I think Illinois, if it can't, it will continue in the that spiral. Up? I mean, if you're you going to know, Eric. You're going to know in the primary, if in the primary, I it isn't, it I isn't. Uh, uh, I didn't go vote I vote
14: on the, day. I vote on the voter day because that's what you're supposed to, you're supposed to have one voting day. I didn't yeah. vote early today. I voted. I'm going to vote on the day. You know.
2: Yeah, Eric.
12: I think we're going to know why, very. Why isn't Illinois on the news? Why isn't Illinois on the news? Oh, we got a well, I, I could be wrong.
2: I believe. Illinois, Illinois is in the predicament. It is. Well, we spoke Tuesday. Like, no, hold on, I, Eric. I got to cut you off. Illinois is in the predicament it is because the Illinoisan would rather be in on it, agrees with the fascism of the Democrats. To me, when Illinois was done, was not just when it refused to take on Rauner and elect Jeannie Ives. That was when I made my decision, but it was in this last Congress person election when you had the audacity illinoisans elected a young girl a fake who pretended to be a nurse and didn't live in the state to a congress seat and they elected sean caston and they did that because they hated trump was the excuse you're getting from the illinois republicans and then the illinois republicans are the one that's going to tell you um well we got to elect somebody that can win They're the reason you have this position you're in. They're the reason you're in the predicament. So until you get the backbone to recognize how to win, you're just going to lose in slow motion. And that's really what being an an establishment Republican is. You've lost in slow motion. So much so that you're going to consider electing another Bush. There's another George out there. Uh, This one's a Latinx. Is that how you say it? I don't even know. His mother's Mexican. Yeah, Latinx. Uh, his father is jeb energy jeb please clap jeb and he'll rear his ugly head before the next presidential election you can book it because the establishment doesn't go away because it's got a lot of money it's made through the corruption of years not just through its corruption of corporatism on wall street but through its real it's real golden goose and that's the military industrial complex
5: the result is an absence of checks and balances in russia And the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine.
2: You were right the first time, stupid. And that's that party that represents that made trillions and trillions of dollars in corruption, overthrew countries that they put in. His father put in Saddam Hussein when he was in the CIA. See, you got to you got to want to be principled you got to stand by principles, and sometimes it's better to lose with them than win without them. The establishment Republicans are what it looks like when you win without principles. How's Illinois look? Looks like a ghetto to me. I'll be back after this.
0: From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now personal liberty, and our system of capitalism under assault in America. He's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow
8: me, because we need a
4: little
2: controversy. My next guest is a very interesting Without fellow me, who's putting up a fight for Americanism. For so those are my favorite kind of people. His name is Donald Kendall. He's a graphic designer and a research fellow at Heartland's uh, Socialism Research Center, the host of Heartland's In the Tank podcast and Stopping Socialism TV. He also collaborated with Glenn Beck on two books, Arguing with Socialists. That's a great title. And The Great Reset, Joe Biden and the Rise of 21st Century Fascism that we're all enjoying so much. Thank you so much for joining me, Donald. How are
10: you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me on.
2: So these are two very big books that you uh, helped work on. The problem is these son of a dogs usurped an office, and now we're in a pickle, kid.
10: <laughs> There's no doubt about that. You know, we thought we were ahead of the game with the first book, uh, you know, talking about specifically socialism. This was when, you know, AOC and Bernie Sanders were all the rave on the left. And then, you know, we were talking about, like, what, what do we follow that up with? this Great Reset concept just dropped in our laps. And it was like, this made the whole concept of arguing with socialists seem like a, a child's game. So that's, a, you know, the globalists, when they're talking about all these things, it's scary on one hand, but it gives us plenty of fodder for stuff to talk about on the other.
2: You know, Donald, um, it's, it's when the autopsy of the collapse of the American empire is done, it'll boil down to the year 2020. It was the year that the parties the duopoly was so disgusted with the idea that a guy could, from completely outside the political realm could come in and mess up the foreign ponzi scheme card game that they're playing with us and profiting to the tune of trillions could forever change the course of uh, favored nation status that 99.9% of Americans didn't realize wasn't in a tariff situation it was about allowing people to circumvent costs of competition And those people happen to be Chinese communists, along with some other favorite. And it was the same year that you broke the principles of Americanism by allowing the American government to put the American citizens under house arrest and seize their property from businesses to livelihoods. Um, How do we combat that?
10: Well, you know, I think you're right. Like that year is probably going to be one of these years that we look back at as one of those inflection points. But when we first started doing like our research on the Great Reset, and we were hearing all of the like these terms being thrown around by all these high up elites and places like Davos, World Economic Forum, and all that, all using the same language, talking about stakeholder capitalism and all of this, and we were just realizing that they're clearly reading from the same playbook here. So when we first started talking about all of this stuff, uh, it really seemed theoretical. You know, it was like, oh, these seem like their plans for the future. And then as we started getting down and actually reading their source material and all of that, we realized that, no, this isn't their plan for the future, it's their plan for now. And they've been setting up the infrastructure for this through their ESG regime. All of that stuff was being built in the, over the past decades. And yeah. so now it's just coming to fruition. So I think you're right in targeting that year 2020 as that inflection point, but we know that we're up against something that's been building for a long time.
2: And we're culpable as well. And when I say we, I mean the opposition to the Marxist mafia. See, being from the most successful Democrat mafia stronghold in America, Chicago, I have watched as they have perfected their skill. And the skill is, it's the old gangster neighborhood, cut me in or cut it out. And they use their failure as a weapon against good people to turn them into not just accepting of the corruption and blind to it, but willfully ignorant to it because now they're doing what the Europeans do they're fighting for their favorite handouts and positioning themselves with their favorite crook inside the government. How do you combat it is what I want to know.
10: Yeah, it's a, it's a very, it's a very tough thing. And just kind of quickly for context, I will get to some solution stuff here, but just like the, the main core of this whole great reset concept is this ESG metrics, environmental, societal and governance scores metrics. This is their backbone for creating what would be the stakeholder capitalism, which is just a centrally controlled type of capitalism, the crony capitalism. But that ESG ends up just being a type of social credit score for corporations to make sure that they're playing ball and they're all marching lockstep towards the agenda. So that's what ESG is. And when I first started hearing about that, it just seemed like some type of uh, you know, accounting a uh, uh, A jargon that just kind of went over my head or whatever, but once you start reading into it, you realize how truly insidious it is, and this is something that is being like I said the framework of this is being built for the the past several years, if not decades, so and now it's actually coming coming true, so we have been advocating for um you know action to, to happen the possibly at a state level to combat this to to prohibit banks essentially from using this ESG type of social credit score to uh, determine whether or not they want to provide uh, financial services to different corporations and all of that. Now, I will say one of the biggest uh, pushbacks that we get is we thought, you know, when we talk about this, when it comes to the people on the right side of the aisle, we're going to be preaching to the choir. We've actually seen significant headwinds coming from Republicans in these offices that think that this this is just free market. You know, it might seem like a silly idea, but this is just free market, people are acting voluntarily, when in reality, it's not free market. And like I said, this is just part of a larger scheme to make sure that all these corporations marked, uh, march to the same beat and towards the same agenda.
2: So this, in my opinion, I've been watching all of this. The solution will not come from inside the GOP. The GOP is corrupt. Anybody that could allow both uh, Paul Ryan, uh, G- uh, John Boehner, and uh, Mitch McConnell to go to the upper echelon of it is a, is a corrupt gangster scheme in itself. The issue the, yeah, the, I mean, I get... will come from the, the far left who was misguided and the people right. who want truth that call themselves conservatives without, without realizing the conservative movement has been hijacked by the corporatists like Bush, because they like this scheme. And it also comes from our acceptance of the weapon that they're using against us, the eco-Nazism and the green energy charting, when the reality is if we're going to fix it, you have to tear it down by the bricks that laid it, that built the building. Mm -hmm. I want to rip down this entire green movement because in there is the scam. They do not include water vapor, which is the only and the largest greenhouse gas that nobody can control because the earth is made up of a lot of water.
10: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's true. Uh, This is actually something we did polling just recently. I was on last week talking about, uh, you know, some polling that we did. We had some questions in this Rasmussen poll that we that we asked, uh, you know, likely voters in regards specifically to ESG and the Great Reset. And uh, one of the one of the interesting things that we found out was the more that people knew about ESG and the Great Reset, the less likely they were to support it. The problem is a whole lot of people don't know what it is and what it's comprised of. But another interesting finding is that it kind of crossed uh, those political lines, where you had the same amount of Republicans and and uh, you know or let's uh, say conservatives and liberals being very either against it or very skeptical of it. The margins but, weren't that far off, regardless of it, what party you affiliate with.
2: Does it help when you play the clips of Klaus Schwab with his 1933 Nazi accent? Does that help? Because I played it yesterday for my audience; they seemed quite outraged by it.
10: <laughs> it does. It does. And we have actually uh, been doing a lot more work on this because this is a thing that's metastasizing. And we have got some quotes from some of these meetings that go on with Davos where they uh, they get up on stage of all the cameras and everything. And they, they talk about wanting to make sure that the future uh, uh, plays well for the workers and all of that. But then we have some quotes of people talking about how when their cameras are off, and they're just uh, shaking hands and having drinks in the, at the restaurant afterwards, they're talking about, you know, how, how can we have our corporation run exactly how it is now, but with 1% of the, uh, the employees? So that's, yeah. that's, the real, you know, that's that's the thing they really care about is that bottom line. They'll go up there and talk about how they're there for the stakeholders and everything, but in reality, you know, they're just as heartless, greedy, you know, as, as the liberals uh, will make them out to be.
2: You know, Donald, I realized this years ago. I'm old, but I look fantastic. I uh, understood that the Republicans were the Fabians and that the Democrats were the Marxists. And God forbid if they ever collude with each other. And that is exactly what happens when you can have both American Republicans and Democrats guarantee to subjugate themselves, the country, and the citizens to European oligarchs because they like the scam they've got going. How can a country built on freedom, because I I, I I fled Illinois because I saw the fight that DeSantis was putting up. We now understand there's 26 states actively pushing back against the soggy bottom, dimwood and diapers, some call president, and the Biden mm-hmm. administration in total. What can we do to assist that? And when I say we, I mean the people that I had to leave behind, my listeners in Chicago, who for love and affection, jobs, whatever the status, are tethered to a corrupt mafia run state
10: yeah you know uh we we have uh in the book the great reset there's a a whole list of different things that you could do on an individual level uh you know to make sure that uh you know whatever you're doing your private banking with isn't one of these giant banks that are pushing through all of this esg type stuff there's a whole bunch of buy local type of things but what we didn't realize is this grassroots effort that's happening in states across the country to push back against ESG.
2: Convention of the
10: States. And we, well, just on a state level, because once a big state or, or, you know, like let's say a Texas or something, passes some, uh, you know, prohibits the use of ESG metrics, then all of the other banks that have branches in that state have to now either operate, uh, you know, under the, the, you know, under those rules in Texas, or they have to have completely different rules for states that have ESG and rules that don't have ESG. So it puts the pressure on them, and we've seen great enthusiasm from states across the country to to push this type of uh, legislation. And we're you know heartened by that. We weren't expecting that, but it's catching on like wildfire. But I will say, in some of these states where it's very red, and we thought you know we're preaching to the choir here, there has been pushback, and I won't get into, I won't get into specifics here. But, you know, there's a couple of occasions where, you know, all of a sudden a bunch of banking lobbyists show up, and then suddenly we're not so keen on, uh, you know, pursuing this legislation anymore.
2: You know, it's interesting. Go ahead, I'm sorry.
10: Well, when you have teams of banking lobbyists uh, descending on, like, a a smaller state in the country, uh, you know you're under a, uh, you know, you're over the top of a very prime target. So I'll just say that.
2: It's interesting how economic failings and collapses and strifes and recessions always work in the hand of the collectivist. How after the mm-hmm. collapse in 2009, when every rat bastard that mixed high-risk debt with AAA-rated debt should have went to prison, no one went to prison. And you heard the kids who were the Occupy Wall Street kids. And they were painted as as communists. But when you heard their argument, it was the same argument that my friends and I used to have on the floor of the Mercantile Exchange as we fought back the price fixing and the and the market manipulation of the corporatists on Wall Street. Right. So my under you know, we have to figure out a way to get to those kids who are are arguing for capitalism even though they don't know it, and the people who in this country who still believe in, in capitalism and independence to push back the real corruption, which is the Federal Reserve System, who has yep. consolidated banking to now be the, the oligarchs, that they could implement this without are Congress chiming in?
10: Yeah, I mean, I remember I remember the Occupy Wall Street movement. I was in college in those days, and uh, I remember saying then, uh, you know, they should be out in front of uh, the Federal Reserve instead of Wall Street. But uh, yeah, to your point, you know, that is exactly true.
2: So now, when you uh, talk to Glenn Beck, does he ever uh, mention me uh, anything? Do you ever want me to collaborate uh, with him?
10: You know, I thought you might have come up one other time, but I'm pretty sure you're talking about somebody else.
2: (laughs) Well, are you working on anything else? You got anything else coming out? Because your last two books were fantastic. Are you working on anything else? Oh, yeah.
10: Yeah, I was actually just down in Dallas meeting with Glenn Beck, because like I said, this is a metastasizing issue. Uh, Even when the book was being released in January of this year, we were like just uh, gathering all this information that was going to have to go into some other type of book, maybe a sequel – so that's what we were down there talking about it with him. So uh, we've got a lot of good ideas. There's a lot of stuff moving with this. And, uh, you know, we just got to gotta stay tuned to the, the topic of the Great Reset to stay in tune with all of it.
2: All right. How about this for a title? It's expensive to be rich in a capitalist world, but more expensive to be poor in a socialist one. Too long?
10: <laughs> uh, you know what? I think that's a perfect title for your book. So all if right, you right. want, uh, we can all collaborate right. together and maybe we'll get that out.
2: Well, Donald, I like everything you touch, so I appreciate it, and I'm a big fan. Where can the people go to listen to your podcast?
10: Oh, You can pretty much go anywhere. We've been trying to push people to uh, YouTube and Rumble, because you can see the, the live stream of us doing it on Thursdays at noon Central Time, and, uh, yeah, we're talking about this issues and everything that relates to energy, climate change, all that type of good stuff.
2: He is Donald Kendall. I want to thank you very much for the work you put up and for the fight you are putting forward for Americanism and the principles therein. Thank you. Yep, thank you for having me. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM
7: 560,
2: the answer. That's the Barack Obama song. Elvis the King. Best. Lorenzo in Chicago. Hi, Lorenzo.
3: Hey, uh, good afternoon. Just real quick, I just drove by Millennium Park, Sean. It's like a lockdown. Swap police there. The entrances uh, have, like, you know, uh, uh, metal detectors or some kind. So uh, welcome to Chicago. High violence, and voters are going to do the same thing. They're going to vote for the fanciest talker. And I'm concerned with America first, U.S. Senate. We have to take over the U.S. Senate in November. And Illinois voters need to get focused on who is electable to beat this uh, Tammy Duckworth. And the one lady is that Peggy Hubbard. She has an amazing uh, background. She's uh out next week. Uh, fabulous. She has uh, closed down a couple election uh, uh, sites for election criminality. She's awesome. Our second position that's very important is the Illinois Secretary of State. That is where the sausage is made. That is yeah. where the voter Voting ballots rule. are wrong. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and, Sean, it's like you and I are the only ones that get it. Your friend, Ray Rabin, he could have been the perfect secretary of state, but he's got such a big ego that he wants to be the CEO. He would have been perfect, but it's too late. The biggest concern right now is if voters don't realize that J.B. Pritzker has two people in the race as Republicans, one is Irvin and one is Sullivan. So if we don't wake up, why Sullivan?
2: No, why Sullivan?
3: uh, Well, Sullivan is one. If he was honest about his military, he wasn't a dressed uh,
2: marine. He was a private guy. He's he's all about big money. I have a problem with the eleven million from Silicon Valley. Uh, He's all about
3: big money, and if you follow the money, which you and I know in politics, it pretty much tells you the whole story. It's 11 million from ultra liberals, but then he's not straight up with him but he no, so really. It, he's so really why powerful.
2: did you, when you said that I, I, I took it that you thought he was in the lead in the Republican side. I I, I think that's, that's no,
3: he, no, he is not. He's not uh, right I think now. It's Bailey Irvin, and
2: Rabine. I think it's Bailey Irv, and Rabine are in the lead.
3: No, Urban Irv, Irv, and uh, uh, Darren Bailey are head to head. Sullivan is trailing in third, and Rabine is a distance fourth.
2: Okay. Well, so listen, if, 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 and that's the polls, right? Vote, but I want you to keep probably, in mind, Irvin has a scumbag that's a money bundler who's been, you know, really the polls, you know, fudging the polls. And he's mm-hmm. the guy who, when they went to a, an event, I forgot which one it was at. Amy Jacobson was there. She was telling me afterwards. They bust in phony supporters because they pay them, like the Democrats, because yes. that's what he is. So that doesn't mean yeah, he's really winning. You know, I don't believe the polls either. I think I think the race is going to boil down. I don't I, I don't think the people are going to accept Irvin. I think he's as obvious a fraud as the minute he opens his mouth, the minute he shows his face. I don't think he stands a chance. I don't buy the hype. But I could be wrong because the Illinoisans did put in a loathsome trust fund baby who was on FBI tapes carving up the city like it was a bank heist with this scumbag Rod Blagojevich. So – you know, you could be right, but if I thought the Illinois voter had a chance of turning it around, brother, I'd be in Elmwood Park, and I'm not. So I, I, I voted. I voted with what I really thought, and I think a tremendous amount of people did, also, Lorenzo. I don't have I don't have high, ch- ch- you know, a high opinion of it because the Illinois Republican does that thing that that guy did from Lincolnshire, who's the most mm-hmm. electable, and at that point, the Republican Party. is a a, a lighter form of the Democrat mafia. I don't want to be a part of it. So down here, it's different, brother. And in in Republican states, they wouldn't tolerate this Irving. Irving wouldn't be talked about regardless of how many millions he brought to the table. Get the hell out of here. Because the people of the state have a different character. It's what's the character of the people of the state. And right now, Illinois has the representation of the character of the citizens. We're just the victims. Mm -hmm. Lorenzo, you in Chicago, you've been a victim probably your whole life. You've always been surrounded by the Irish mafia whether it was a meathead daily or whatever it is. So, you know, it's hard because you're optimistic. You want the best, but at a certain point, you have to recognize things. And what recognizes it is, ironically, the barometer and the most realistic one is property taxes. When your property is so – when they're willing to shift the corruption onto corporations and then corporations can hire lawyers that are politicians and they get them lowered and everybody pays more, that's the sign, brother. That stuff isn't normal in other states. I'm not kidding you, Lorenzo. The greatest indicator, I sold a house not too long ago, big money house, worth seven times the value of my little house in Almond Park. Seven times the value. You know what the property taxes were? The same as mine. That's when you got a problem, brother. And it wasn't that, ooh, they're so under because it was... No. That's how the state penalizes property ownership. They've managed to cook in property taxes all of the costs of their corruption. And it was a slow boil... And now it's at a full one, and the people are going to take it. It's shit. I went long with you. Thanks, Lorenzo, for the call. 312-642-5600. AM 560, the answer. Oh, look at you. Much better time. It's 90, right? At least. Yeah, very nice full squirrels. Good to, You don't have any days coming off. Do you have any days off coming up? All right, this is astonishing to me, the complacency of our Congress, which is really important. And I don't just mean with the 700 troops to Somalia. I mean, they're bribed, uh, contributed to by the military-industrial complex to keep their mouths shut and the money flowing. But the Department of the Interior, you know how many Americans even know? What are the duties of the Department of the Interior? Well, they're responsible for management. Conservation of federal land. The The country is 6% developed. That's it. The government claims to only own 28%. I say that number is cooked. I don't think it includes all of the national parks. This woman is in charge of the national parks. This is a woman who was put in this position not because she's good at anything. She's not good at anything. You could see from her response to senators and congressmen, She's a complete moron. So the country has no standards. The Democrat Party clearly has no standards. How could you tolerate somebody like this?
3: M- M- Madam Secretary, uh, honest question. Do you believe that gas prices are too high?
1: Senator, I completely understand the crunch that so many Americans are under right now. I Are you... Uh, are the
2: Democrats even concerned? Do they know that the politicians, even the local ones, don't pay for gas? You do, dummy. Your tax dollars pay for their gas. They don't, they don't, they're not bound. They're not, they don't feel the crunch. She feels nothing. She's a god among us.
1: I, um, I mean, I'm thinking back. I've been driving since I was about 18, so it's I know that we've had other... You know, I remember back when there were lines out the gas stations and that kind of thing. Um, I think that there that Americans are still recovering from this terrible pandemic. And there are a lot of other world um, events that are making things difficult for all of us.
2: No, you stupid son of a dog. I understand you've got to kiss the ring a lot better than, I guess, Kamala Harris is working our way up the ladder. However. The answer to our solutions is in the land you control, dummy. It could stop tomorrow, like flipping a switch. All you have to do is allow companies, American companies, access to it. See, because the other thing they're doing simultaneously is regulating those companies on the land they own. They can't even go after their own land because the federal government somehow obtain the authority to choke off the American people from everything it needs, unless the government's in the middle. That's the exact opposite of the way that the American government is supposed to work. That's how socialist countries work and European countries and corrupt South American ones like Nicaragua, where Jill Biden is there stupefying the natives that the CIA already owns.
0: Now, Just last month, Ms. McCarthy also told MSNBC that, quote, President Biden remains absolutely committed to not moving forward with additional drilling on public lands. Do you agree with Ms. McCarthy as to that statement, yes or no?
1: Senator, I am working to lead the Department of the Interior.
2: I get that, but do you agree with... You're in there, honey, because you happen to be of Indian heritage. You're in there because you have the right genitalia and the right skin tone. You're in there because you're a useful idiot. And man, oh man, do you prove it every time you open your mouth. the statement or not? I don't,
1: I don't know. I don't, okay. I mean, I, I don't, I didn't speak with Ms. McCarthy. I don't speak with them about any statements that they make. So. I,
0: I didn't ask that. I asked whether you agreed with it. And your answer is you don't know. A perfectly legitimate answer, I suppose, but uh, uh, troubling in some ways.
2: Yeah, because you're the head of the Interior Department. So as these idiot... Idiot Democrats that are still willing to admit they are, in spite of the absolute shame they should feel, tell you that they can solve anything they can't even communicate during a crisis, or at least they have plausible deniability, although it's getting harder because even NBC is starting to pick up on some of the crumbs that we discovered two and a half years ago.
11: The president's son and his company brought in about 11 million dollars between 2013 and 2018, including some years in which his father was vice president, working as an attorney, a board member to a Ukrainian gas company accused of bribing a prosecutor and for a joint venture involving a Chinese businessman now accused of fraud, according to an NBC News analysis of a copy of Biden's hard drive and iCloud account, as well as documents released by a Senate committee during the campaign. So give these scum. Give
2: these scum the power of a new weapon, ESGs, because these idiots can fix anything. And when I say fix, I mean in the form of rig, scam, organized crime, gangster government. They don't have the authority to come up with an ESG scheme. And God forbid a thousand times if they do. Greg in Lake Geneva. Hi, Greg.
3: All right, great. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Good. You know, uh, you're wrong about the secretary. Uh, she is good at one thing, like almost all Democrats are, is answering a question and, by like, certainly we talking, and never answering a, a sticking thing.
2: Whew, I got and, nervous uh, there. I thought you were going to pull the Kamala Harris-Sweet Willie Brown card. Thank you very much for not doing that. I, it's a radio show. You know, we don't want to get did. kicked off. All right, go ahead. Don't ask how he's anyway, sweet.
3: I heard about the ESG thing for the very first time just yesterday. Had never heard it before, and it was pertaining to an Elon Musk tweet, who uh, mentioned how uh, ExxonMobil has is uh, got like a, a number top six ESG score. All uh-huh. right, Exxon Mobil, right? But yeah. Tesla didn't even make the list because he's no longer woke. Yeah. Obviously,
2: uh, well, well, no. Exxon is the one woke. that was in on the scam with Somalia government. Exxon is the one that okay. owns Republicans and Democrats political whores whether they be congressmen senators or even now the heads of these departments so they'll always be favored because we have devolved into a european corrupt socialist oligarch run country and we better fix it greg three one two 5600 i'll be back am
7: 560
2: the answer and if that wasn't bad enough Seems there's going to be another problem. Pat in Chicago.
3: Oh, Sean, I am wondering. I was just picking up food and I saw the best um, news broadcast in the world, CNN, on. And uh, they were talking about something I couldn't hear because the volume was off, but something about monkeypox.
2: Yeah, first case in the U.S. was yesterday in Massachusetts. Monkeypox are not fun. What? What is this?
3: A, is this going to be a threat?
2: Yeah, monkeypox bad. It's bad, bad. Monkeypox bad. Not your friend. It's in Europe. There's been an outbreak going on there for a couple months, and now it's here in America. The first case was reported yesterday in Masha It used to be considered rare. Started among rodents, and it spreads to humans. It's in Portugal, Spain, Italy. And it's a problem. And then you're going to walk around. In
3: today's day you know, and age, with the m- way that the the modern medicine state is, they, why they are, are these the things?
2: There is no medicine. They can't cure the cold. They just treat each individual and hope to God you don't sue them. That's why they got medical uh, malpractice. Give me a whole story. other COVID thing all over again? Well, Sure. I mean, you don't want to be walking around like one of those Democrat women right there protesting for to kill your baby. <laughs> you're going to all look all terrible with the monkey pox. I'm too pretty for monkey pox, Pat. I don't know about you. You are. Looking no, you're a good-looking guy, Sean. I've seen your I, picture
3: on the I don't want the, the monkey pox.
2: You know, I've gone my whole life. Very vain. Thank you, Pat. i got a skin cream. <laughs> Hightidecream.com. Check it out. I wonder if it cures monkey pox. Ah, why not? It's probably going to be as uh, as effective as the vaccine. Dominic Glendale Heights.
10: Yes, I heard on a source that Biden's going to sign an executive order to control the distribution of our food next week. He's <laughs> yeah. going to start
12: eating.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we need more help with it. Some- yeah. You're going to be yeah. one of those coupon people know. those 3200 and a $500 uh, uh welfare handout by grady also known as preckwinkle that's what he needs to tinker with is the food because he's been so good with everything else he's touched the government's been so fantastic in fact dominic can you name one thing they're really good at except failure yeah cheating. yeah very good nice pill nice save nice save it's true and then there's another child he's going to help with the economy he's an economic advisor to the president his name is Deese. i wouldn't let him park my car and not the one here that I love, I wouldn't let him park the one in Chicago that is old with like 240,000
11: miles on it. According to AAA, the average price of gas was $4 a gallon or higher in all 50 states for the first time ever. I know the steps you've taken. I think you've actually been on the show to talk about opening, for example, the strategic oil reserves back at the end of March, et cetera, what the White House was trying to do to bring prices down. Here we are now, middle of May. Do you have have more up your sleeve to try to help bring prices down at the pump? He's got monkey pox. You don't
2: have to drive when you got monkeypox. I don't even know if you want to drive. You're going to want to drive around if you look like Dr.
11: O'Warty? I don't think so. At this point, do you believe that the onus is squarely on these oil companies? Well,
12: absolutely. It's a challenging situation. And uh, too many Americans are heading to the pump and, and seeing prices that are too high uh-huh. uh, it's important to understand what's happening in the market uh uh-huh. when putin invaded ukraine russian oil came off the market that reduction in supply drove oil prices up
2: well why did his why did his why did his profits go up 50 percent why did saudi arabia's profits go up 50 percent oh no, no no that's that's the reason you sent 700 troops to capture somalia's natural resources you know work out that deal with exxon who's got Somehow, a magical rating of ESGs. What are ESGs? Just more weapons of these fascist scum. I'd be really upset if they won the election honestly versus stole it. It gets me angry when we talk about Democrats. The
7: medulla
3: oblongata.
7: (laughs) The medulla
2: oblongata
3: is where anger, jealousy, and aggression come from.
2: My medulla oblongata is starting to get fired up. I'll be back in 21 hours